What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. first of all, it's really nice to kind of meet you guys in person. I mean, Lisa, I saw you wheeling around at BravoCon. John, were you there? I was there, yes. Okay, so now we have to make it a point to meet each other in person at the next BravoCon. Right. Yes, um, 2023. Yeah, but I have I have Lisa and John here, and um, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about your guys' backgrounds and selves before we get into, like, Bravo fun. John, go ahead. Oh, all right. So I, um, I'm actually in event operations. It's my business. So I was lucky enough to work on BravoCon in 2019. Um, and then again in 2022, which is how I, I got to meet Lisa, who ran the fabulous BravoCon Facebook group. Um, and I saw her in person as well in 2022, and we got to meet up. Um, and Lisa has a, a, a much more... <laughs> storied story on how she got to BravoCon. It is. Please um, tell. I created the Facebook group May 19th, I think, 2019, when I heard about BravoCon that day. A whole bunch of us in a Bravo group on Facebook were like, let's have a meetup. So, of course, I run to make the group, named it BravoCon. <laughs> and then there was like 20 of us in there. And the 20 of us just kind of fizzled out after a few weeks, but eventually people started joining the group. I thought it was strange, but I was literally ghosted in there for about two months, but people were joining, but I didn't know what to say. Like it was, I, it was awkward at the time, but then boom, they started coming and they started coming. And then it was like a hundred people. And then there was 200 people in the group. And then as the excitement grew, for uh, BravoCon, the tickets came out, and that's when the group kind of, back then, I would say, mini exploded, which means I probably had 400 people, whatever. And people just start chatting, and next thing I know, there was a, the tickets actually came out in August, and it was crazy. Now, for me, being by myself, that to me was crazy. I didn't know what to do. It was so many people. So Susie, uh, who's an admin of the group, offered to help at that time moderate, because she was going, and we just watched the group kind of grow until the BravoCon event. And then during the event, it literally, um, I couldn't go because I got injured. Susie went, so she did like play-by-plays at the event. And then, This is the first one, right? Yep. And it was, uh, you know, it was the first one. So it was figuring out stuff, a little confusion. and But let me tell you. Back when group, it was spread out over three different venues. So it wasn't even contained to one spot, which kind of. And probably increase that confusion a little bit. It was. And I couldn't keep track with the pictures because I wasn't there. But my job as the moderator admin of the, of a viral group on a weekend by myself, <laughs> we had 120,000 views, comments, likes in one weekend. And it was just me. It was just nuts. So then after that, everything kind of... Um, the group started to get noticed by other people, other Instagrammers, and we started, people were joining, and, and then we got contacted by Bravo just to do some side projects because the group, you know, had some rules set up, and, you know, it wasn't, um, 
Instagram is more of a community group. So I think they like that. But so then after that, things kind of died off until the next year, pandemic. And the group had already grown, but people were like, oh, no, is there going to be a BravoCon? And then, of course, they canceled it. And everybody spent the whole next year being in a pandemic depression. <laughs> we couldn't even have a BravoCon. And then the next year, the same hype, the same letdown. So we literally were dormant and our group didn't even grow for very long. I mean, hardly at all. But the people that were hardcore fans stayed in and we talked about Bravo stuff, you know, a little this, a little that and did some fun things. But it wasn't until um, the next, was it be the spring of 22 is when it started to get all exciting again. <laughs> so it's the group's been there four years now this month. And, and so, I mean... You guys pretty much will let everyone join. Is that from? Yep, yeah. Except people have blocked already. <laughs> oh gosh. Can, can you tell us your, your, uh, one of your favorite blocked stories? Oh, Humorous? I call myself the bitch with the badge. <laughs> so, <laughs> if a lot of people think they're sneaky in there and, um, I see a lot of stuff, even though I'm not, it's a lot of comments now, I still see things and I just go ahead and boot them and block them. And then I personally have to block them because then they'll come after me. But that's only really cruel people usually uh, will block. But um, as far as stories, I mean, I've got probably a few hundred people blocked. We're the nice group. Yeah, well, I mean, and a few hundred people out of, uh, there's a lot of people in that group. So I guess that's pretty good. Um, but I actually I owe you, um, I, I owe you a lot because I actually met someone through the group that saved me with my BravoCon ticket, which I kind of briefly shared with you and my listeners know what happened, but I, I definitely owe a thank you to you because you okay. saved me. Um, or at least I should say the group saved me because I found a really nice girl who I met in person and got the ticket from when I was in New York. So I kind of took a gamble flying there, um, nice. but it ended up paying off. So thank Did you. Did I find it for you? I think I, I think I recall that you were looking for something and. Yes. Yes. It was <laughs> just a horror experience that it will not happen this year. It's I'm going to manifest that it will not happen this year. No. Um, <laughs> but let's get into BravoCon a little bit. Let's get okay. into some some funness. So um, first off, I just want to say, what was like your guys' favorite part of BravoCon last year? John can go first. Yes. Bravo <laughs> land till the end of time. Lisa's already heard me talk about it like three times. We've only done a it. single podcast. <laughs> Bravo land was the coolest part of BravoCon. Um, because there was so much in it. It was so detailed. There were Bravo Leps constantly walking through because they all wanted to see everything that was in there just as much as everybody else. So like the chances that you were walking through staring at the shoes of your favorite housewife and then she just happens to be behind you were like way higher than they really should be. Um, and it's just one of those, it's one of those things that no other con like it does but Bravo did because they really want to amplify the experience for fans. Like it's, it's proof of how they want to make it next level. And it was so cool. And unfortunately, because of its placement, I think a lot of people missed it. It was truly unique. I actually never made it into Bravo land. Um, yeah. And I didn't find out about it until day three. So it was kind of oh, too yeah. late. Um, it was kind of on the side, like wasn't it? Like it didn't have a lot of signage maybe. Yeah, it was all the way down in like Hall E, which was the furthest hall that you had to go out in the hallway to get to. And like, 
The only other thing out there was the Bravo Paloozas or the SVIP lounge. So unless you were ticketed into one of those others, like you weren't going to accidentally stumble across it. You had to know it was there, which is well, why we have this podcast to tell you about those cool things at this one. Right. Yeah. So um, segue real quick before um, we, uh, you know, Lisa, you answer. Um, I just want a quick little thing about your guys' podcast and, you know, what your spiel is going to be. Sure. Um, well, John and I uh, became friends at the BravoCon and we've chatted here and there on Facebook and I was just talking about the group and, you know, to be honest, I was like, I wish I could do something fun outside the group or maybe monetize even somehow because, you know, we got a nice building of followers and fans in the group and stuff. And he was like, well, maybe you should write a book. And I was like, mm, I've written books, so I could do that. But then daunting, that that's daunting work because then it's always, as soon as you publish it, it's out of date. So I was like, well, maybe a blog or I was just trying to think of something. And then he goes, what about a podcast? I was like, I've already done a podcast. So it was on uh, that second with his knowledge of what he's done with the two, with the operations level and all that. And plus my experience with running a group and, you know, I've been watching everything pretty much online together. We figured our experience would be good to have a BravoCon experience podcast. So that is what we're going to be doing for Many weeks now until the BravoCon event, and I'm sure some weeks we might have to do two because it's going to be crazy. Like during tickets, <laughs> I, I'm yeah, I'm expecting it to get a little crazy. Um, yeah, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, and you guys should probably do. Um, well, I, you probably already are going to do this, but you should probably do some podcasts at BravoCon. Oh, like a couple, like I don't know about live, but maybe just like pre-recording at BravoCon. Um, that would be kind of, I was thinking about doing that. I think that would be fun. I, Lisa, Lisa is a little hesitant because uh, I think Lisa's really excited to experience BravoCon again. <laughs> I'm like, well, here's what I was going to do last BravoCon is I had my, oh, you're not on camera. I was going to bring up my selfie stick and I had all these recordings I wanted to do, but my God, the time just goes by so mm -hmm. fast and you don't know when you're going to see a celebrity. They are like, boom, here's one, boom, here's one. And they're around the corner and they're here and there. They're going up an escalator. So you don't have time to like prep. And since mm -hmm. I wasn't part of the press kit people or whatever, I just had to go with the flow like everybody else. I turn a corner, there's State Farm Jake standing there next thing I know. So it's kind of like you kind of, it was hard to prepare. And plus I did want to enjoy the event so much because I, I was looking forward to it so much. And then plus I kept, um, constantly seeing people from the facebook group which was really fun for me because at that point we only had seven thousand people in the group the day BravoCon started and the day it ended we had like the next week ten thousand, and then boom so the group is gonna be bigger and i feel as a leader of the group i want to do things for the group too that's group involved so i've got that to handle i want to enjoy it um yeah so to me it's it's gonna be a lot i took a whole week off work <laughs> pretty much well if i find you guys and i end up doing a podcast uh we'll for sure oh, i'll sneak you guys in for like a quick chat um because I, I mean like you guys i'm a little overwhelmed just thinking about BravoCon this year just because mm -hmm. last year i was i you know i was i found so many people that i connected with and then they were like live streaming on their phones and i was like uh -huh. how are these people live streaming like i'm still trying to take in the hallways and walking through this place let alone <laughs> connecting with my fans or you know whatever and so it was a little crazy to think of 
you know, even doing a podcast then. I can't imagine what it's going to be like now. No. Well, that's why I took the extra time so I can plan for those things. But we'll see. It's going to be a week of crazy, I think. <laughs> Definitely. What yeah. are we expecting like for ticket um, pricing? Do you think it's going to be similar la as last year or different? Well, I have my guesstimates. Me and John are going to use that word, guesstimates, because yeah. we don't know. And we disagree on a lot of our guesstimates, which I think is probably really good because then we yeah. can debate it. But Lisa, what do you think? And then I'll go next. Okay. So I think they're going to have an all-in-one price that will get you a lot of things. We don't even know what they're going to do yet. I think it's going to be like one event ticket and then you buy the upgrades. So instead of doing general... VIP and SVIP, it's going to be all general admission. And then you can buy the upgrades to the panels, the Bravo Paloozas, the SVIP lounges, the other events that they're probably going to come up with. I mean, I'm sure it's it's a bigger event, so they have to have different pricing for things. So I'm trying to put that in my head that, you know, on a budget, you can still go, you know, and maybe buy one ticket thing. But some people are going to be like, I want the all they're going to check every box when they buy those tickets and get everything. It's going to be five, six grand, but that's what they want to do. You know, that's what I'm thinking they're going to do. That's my idea. What do you think, John? I think, I think they have an, a formula that works and I think they're going to stick to it mostly. Yeah, I, think really? we'll see, I think we'll see that's the general right. admission VIP SVIP tickets. I think there will be more add-ons. So I think we may see that reflected in the ticket. The, the base ticket price may be right. lower than we saw last year um, to, to give more add-on space. I think you're totally right on that. But um, I think ticketing is going to be really similar. Okay. Maybe so the only thing that's really that's similar that's this year from last year, but... Well, one thing's for sure. The security is definitely going to be up. Or at least the people who work there are going to be a little bit better trained. <laughs> handle us Bravo fans. Um, I noticed lots of moments last year where I was like, I think these guys have no idea what they're doing. I don't know if you guys felt the same, but. Okay, let me just tell you. One time I was in the um the vendor merch area where you could, you know, the, the big area in the middle. I kid you not. All of a sudden, I see all these security guys come firing off at me. And you know what they were doing? Protecting Andre from Summer House. I about died. I was like, Andre has the security guys in suits, okay? That's how mobbed he's thinking he's going to get by these women. Now, then you got Gary, who's free walking everywhere. And, you know, from below deck, who's like, doesn't need security. I saw Andy with heavy security, too. And then I think Craig... I mean, that's just crazy to think about that. They can go to the airport and fly home and no one recognizes them. But at this event, everybody knows They've who got they a are. swarm like they're the president. I know. But when I saw Andre with that security detail, I was like, yeah, they had to protect him. That's crazy. <laughs> was that what you were talking yeah, about? Security like that? Yes. And also just like at the panels, for example, I mean... You know, we had the famous Beverly Hills, like, yep. you know, that whole panel. I, I Could you guys imagine what the Vanderpump Rules panel is going to look like this year? I mean, I definitely feel like there's going to need to be different. I mean, like seating areas. There's going to need to be security people. Like Sandoval is going to be like, uh, he, he's going to be like the man to watch. So like he's going to be traveling with like eight security guards around him. 
I mean, I can't believe the guy's even doing live shows. Uh, he'll have his like band protect him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the most extras? <laughs> He's already paying them, so it's okay. Right. <laughs> that's funny. Well, and that's that's it's so funny because that's the big difference between like a convention center type setting than previous years. Because in 2019, with everything different. You didn't have people moving across the floor, but then you drop it in the middle of the Jacob Javits Convention Center, and in order to get anywhere, all the Bravo Lebs are walking just on the floor. Um, it's one of the nice things looking at the layout for uh, Caesar's Forum is they're already pre-split into a lot smaller, larger, but also smaller and more manageable, manageable chunks. So I think security will be a little easier at Caesar's Forum than it was at Javits. What, I can't sneak through security easy this time, you think? <laughs> <laughs> you better not have been able to sneak through security last time, Lisa. With with my scooter? I'm not saying I happen to get behind the, the curtain once or twice. <clears throat> you are not had, saying that on a podcast. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. And you know what? I did not know it was there. I was actually, and these security guards were awesome anyway. I was like, do you know where the bathroom is? And they are like... Yeah, for you, you can just go around there. And I scooted my way around. And then I was like, oh, wow. I ran into Marisol in the bathroom. <laughs> so I scooted my way out. It's kind of great, I mentioned though. this. What, that? That's kind of great, though, that that happened. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting it. It was just one of those things. And I think, you know, I talked about it in our first show that we did. You know, um, when you're disabled in a scooter, a lot of people give you a lot of you know, they're very helpful. And so sometimes I got little extras. I didn't mean, but it just happened. So I was very, you know, people are like, let her go through first or something, you know, and I could have sat and waited, but I noticed that out in the merch area, I got treated like a queen with the, the, all the merch people, all the celebs on their stuff. They were like, come on right up. And I was like, I don't want to budge. Yes. But was that because you were wearing a crown? Because usually when you wear a crown, you get treated like a queen. Lisa. I don't think so, but I think. <laughs> oh, okay. I think just um, I think just because I was in that scooter, I don't think all those people knew who I was. You know, I just I'd be scooting up to a thing to wait behind like a rope or something, and then to be like, "Oh, let her come in first. I was like, "Okay," and sometimes I'm like, "No, I'll wait." You're like I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> So uh, to me, it was a very pleasant experience. And all those people didn't know I did the Facebook group at all. So I was just being me, friendly. I, you know, tried to be happy and wave. And for me, it was a great experience with that. But um, but me and John mentioned that for your listeners, that there's, you know, um, if you are going to listen to our podcast, then we have a whole show about disabled and special needs and things like that we're going to have. And tools for like those who are disabled that want to go to BravoCon. Yep. Um, so I wanted to ask you too, well, both of you, because um, we're, you know, we're going from New York to Vegas. Um, I was very excited when it was announced, not just because I'm a state away, but um, I actually thought that Vegas would be a perfect place to do a BravoCon just because it's Vegas. And so I want to know what you guys thought when that was announced. Oh, geez. We talked about this on our show yesterday quite a bit. <laughs> Go ahead, Jen. Yeah, sprinkle, maybe. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's honestly a fantastic... I live in New York, so it's incredibly inconvenient for me personally. I'm just going to mm. say that out loud. Um, but I think it's absolutely genius. I 
One of the things I want to make sure we talk about, and we'll dive into details, like Caesars Forum, not at Caesars Palace. It is across the street and an entire hotel away. So like when we're talking about hotels and we're talking about where to stay and what to do and how to get in and out, like there's a couple little little traps waiting for you in the tall bushes if you're not careful on kind of how you book your trip and you're trying to walk in six inch heels down uh, the Vegas strip to get to your hotel that you thought was next door and is actually six blocks away. But um, <clears throat> really outside of that, like the, the, the infrastructure that's already there just better supports this type of event because there are so many hotel options, including there's a, the, the closest hotel is a Holiday Inn. So like no matter what your budget is, it's much more accessible than I love New York City, but geez, it is hard and expensive to get around New York. If you want to get from LGA to Javits Center, you're either That's spending 80 expensive. bucks. Yeah, you're spending 80 bucks on a car or you're trying to figure out the bus to <laughs> subway transfer and you're lost oh. in New York City. Like, and I live here and <laughs> I would be lost in New York City. So um, for so many reasons, I think it's great. And and you look at Caesar's Forum, it's like 5,000 square feet of difference from the Jacob Javits Convention Center and the spaces they use. So from a size standpoint, it's going to be a very similar experience, obviously very different because... Bravo is going to be changing and learning things, but I think it's really, really smart. Yeah, I'm happy about it, too. Initially, yeah. I wasn't. I was like, I just got down the layout of Javits, and I knew everything, and I thought, we're going to get the same hotel group rate, same meetup spot. To me, I was like, oh, this could be so easy for me. And then the rumors were circulating about Vegas, and I was like, oh. But then when I heard it was Vegas, I was just thrilled it was happening. So I didn't care at that point, but Vegas will be cheaper. Definitely hundred percent cheaper. Yeah. Even for me, I had to get a bigger car just to make sure I had room. So I had to pay double almost. And just with a lot of the things I needed, I had to pay more and, it'll, and Vegas is affordable for anybody, you know, pretty much. So I'm excited I, about it. I feel like I was able to make New York work. I had never been to New York, but I was I was able to make it work. But I was more excited when they announced Vegas because I go to Vegas all the time. And so I was like, this is just another, I mean, like John was saying, I mean, there's Holiday Inn, but then there's also Caesars. So it's like, if right. you want to spend a lot of money, you can. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, you don't have to and still be not too far away. So I like that where in New York, it was like no hotel, at least for me when I was booking was under 300 a night um everything was over that and so that i think is going to help out a lot of people because I, I did notice there were a lot of people in the uh, the facebook group that were like really bummed that it was in vegas and i was shocked by that well i think they put that new york heart felt thing that it's everything's new york feeling even though there's only one like show based in new york city right all two maybe summer house and the new york the housewives Mm -hmm. To me, it's every city. I don't know, but I'm okay with it. You know, I lived in Vegas for three years. I don't like the dryness. The heat is fine, but the dryness, I don't like. The dry is all year. So <laughs> be ready. <laughs> it doesn't go away. <laughs> in Bring November, it'll be... What's that? Bring some chapstick. You'll be in fine. November, it'll be cooler. It won't be 125 yeah. degrees. But... Oh, uh, so... Lots of people were talking about panels versus like meet and greets. So I want to know what you guys think on both of those, because for me personally, 
I found the panels to be a little bit more beneficial of my time as opposed to the meet and greets. Um, but I want to know what you guys thought. I think it depends. Um, if there is one, and I truly mean one person that you want to meet who you love, you know, the the meet and greet's the way to go. You you make the time, you're gonna carve out a huge chunk of time to be able to stand in line and see that person, make sure you're close enough to the front to actually get in, especially if you're GA. Um, totally beneficial, totally worth it. If you've got like a list or a group and you're like, I wanna see all these folks, and they're all in a panel together, go to the panel, especially if you go early. Some of the rooms weren't great. Uh, the panel rooms weren't great. There's the one that had all the columns that was awful, but the other ones, you get there early, you get a seat right next to the stage. You're gonna have a way better experience um, and it's a lot less time commitment. And I think you just have more fun with the panels. Um, I, I think, I think the the list folks who were trying to jump from from meet and greet to meet and greet to meet and greet thinking they could meet 15 people it just didn't work out that's I what agree. i did remember i was telling you i couldn't remember the only <laughs> i i explained in our podcast yesterday that i didn't sign up for any panels or anything extra because since i was doing the group i was just i didn't know what i wanted to do so i just and plus i didn't know who i was going to meet but Gary from Below Deck was the only one that I went to his meetup. Or was it a meet meet thing? <laughs> I made sure I was there. And He's I your favorite, up. though, right? He is. And there's a segue <laughs> to this story. As I was waiting for Gary, the line was starting to happen, and I was getting nervous. I don't remember if I – I think I had a ticket for it. or I'm not sure. But then someone was like, oh, Gary's over at Bravo Land. So I was like, I got time. So I whipped like a – I whipped around on my scooter and found this Bravo land. I don't know where it was. And I, I think that's one of my official times I did budge. Okay. It was like an emergency because <laughs> I heard he was walking around Bravo land. So I get in there and I, I swear to gosh, I, I circled that Bravo uh, land with my scooter and I couldn't find him. And they were like, he just left. The people in that Bravo land probably thought I was a lunatic because I literally was probably going 10 miles an hour in that scooter around the whole thing. Cause it was like, it was shaped like a little, you know, race car, little thing. So that was my fun story about that. But Gary was the one I did meet and it was very exciting because I'd prepped for it. And I also wanted to have a cigarette with Shep. I never got the cigarette with him, but I did get him to ride on my scooter for a couple that minutes. Video. That's, that's so amazing. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But those, those are the, the two. Remember earlier you asked what those are the two things I remember like that were the fun things for me too. And then the, the meetup versus the panel. I didn't go to any panels. So. So you just did meetups and then kind of the wander around the land. Yeah. I scootered around that uh, whole entire area of the first two days. I didn't even go to anything. I just literally was so busy. Just. Finding Meeting stuff people. there. So I could have had a general admission ticket the whole time. It, I had the same experience. I still did things and met people and saw lots of celebrities. So for those that are going on a budget, you don't need to splurge on all the extras. And I didn't buy the one ticket because I didn't know who I was seeing. So to me, it was the like. The Palooza ticket? Yeah. Because they don't tell. Well, back yeah. then they didn't tell you. Now, maybe this year they will. But then I was like, oh, I don't know who I'm going to meet. What if it's somebody I don't want to meet? 
you know. Well, yeah, the Bravo Palooza was really interesting. I have mixed feelings about it because I I really enjoyed it because it was a time where I could genuinely walk around and talk to different Bravo celebrities. Right. However, there was like a quarter of them that I either I mean, I knew all of the people in my in mine, but I, I really didn't get anything out of it other than, you know, just kind of standing in a room where I kind of felt like I got more out of going to get the pictures or, you know, whatever it was, going to a panel or something like that. Right. So, yeah, I do have mixed feelings about the Bravo Palooza. I don't know if I'm going to do it again this year. I think that might have been what I had with Gary now I think of it. I don't remember. Lisa enjoyed the adult beverages that were offered at BravoCon and had some trouble recalling specific instances. I never blacked out. There was no problem. (laughs) No, of course not. I didn't say that. (laughs) It was just like enjoy three days of day drinking. It was so fun. But it was just one of those fun day buzzes that I haven't had since I was in my 20s. So to me, it was just so fun and just got to just scoot around and see people and have drinks in my little thing. <laughs> I feel like I never got a chance to sit down and like eat at BravoCon, yeah. let alone get a drink. <laughs> it was hard. It was busy. You missed out. Some of that food was actually really good. It was interesting. Yeah, I had like some food court style, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that was over there. But I mean, I was also trying to get whatever the shortest line was. Right. And yeah. I didn't really care what it was because I at that point I really didn't eat like the whole day. No. So <laughs> I did meet, however, <laughs> I, I, I met someone the third day who knew that I wasn't eating. And so she brought me like a croissant in the morning. And so that was, that was like, so nice of her. I was like, oh my gosh, she didn't have to do that. And she's like, well, you haven't been eating. So. <laughs> oh, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that one. That was so fun. Yeah. I just, I feel like I, I what, like, what are your guys' hopes for this year at BravoCon? What, like, what are you hoping to do? What are you hoping to see? Anything? John? Oh, I was going to let you, you let me go first this whole time. I have to be a gentleman and return it. (laughs) What am I looking forward to? Well, I think I'm, everybody's going to be like, you know, curious of what it's going to look like and everything. I have a feeling that the minute you walk in, it's going to be mind blowing. I just have this feeling. It's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Like this is it. And it's going to be super big. So to me, it's just three days of having fun and exploring and meeting people. And I, I don't like a lot of schedules because my life with my business life is schedules. I like just doing anything I want. So that's why I try to have a real small agenda because I never know if I'm going to go do something. What else is going to happen? Going by the seat of my pants days, you know, just enjoying it and just seeing what happens. I'll probably do what I did last year and have something scheduled. Cause now I might not be into Gary so much this year. It might oh, be I Colin that for a second. Come on. It might be Colin now. <laughs> so maybe I got to go find Colin. I'm still right. into Gary. I'm a, you know, I'm a little bummed that he had to take two and a half years to kiss Daisy. Now and he lost his chance. I don't but, know that I ship them as much as I ship Colin and her. What? You I don't mean, ship it? Like, John, you know what I mean, right? I know what you mean, but I'm really enjoying watching Lisa trying to figure it out. I I I thought you were going to say that you don't ship them as much as you ship Colin and Lisa. And I was like, I mean, obviously, that's that's one that I'm into. Did I just learn a new person term? Lisa, you just learned a new term. 
I thought it was called situation ship. Where <laughs> <laughs> that? Of TikTok. <laughs> okay, so you don't ship. Now I know what it means. So you don't ship Colin and Daisy as much as Daisy and Gary. No, no, I do ship. I ship. Um, <laughs> now I'm laughing too much. Um, <laughs> I do ship Colin and Daisy. I ship them more than I ship. Um, uh, Gary and Daisy. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Did you look at his Instagram? I don't think I follow him. I got to look. Right, right after BravoCon, him and Daisy were off doing some boating stuff together. Mm, it was after BravoCon. I looked at the timestamp. <laughs> so they were together probably at BravoCon. And and wasn't there some tension about, I, I was watching Watch What Happens Live. Was, was there some tension about like Gary hooking up with Kenya's assistant? Yes. I, okay. I just heard that. What like why did I not know about that? I, I like know. I feel like that was like known, but then I didn't know about that. And so was that's that... probably called Insider Secrets of BravoCon. I mean, I'm sure a lot of those people did little hookups and stuff that they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> that's true, actually. <laughs> I bet. Um, well, I have to head back into work very soon, gotcha. but I wanted to close up with you guys. Um, what's your favorite Bravo franchise? And uh do you have um, a favorite Barbara Levity. At least I already know yours is Gary, but um, if you had anybody else. Oh, uh, you know what? I like so many of them. Gary's just the little, the fun flirty one, which I've hugged a few times too, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't really have a female favorite. I just like them all, but I do kind of have this thing with Lindsay. I kind of like Lindsay. From Summer House? Yeah. She's she's kind of alpha woman. <laughs> I kind of like other meeting other women like that so probably her and your favorite show summer house right now oh interesting okay yeah. i'm gonna start summer house martha's vineyard soon here i forgot to record it last night all right john what about you uh favorite show is below deck partly because i'm obsessed with everywhere they go and partly because every time i'm traveling for work it's just somehow happens to be what's playing on Bravo when I get to the hotel room to check in. So whether I wanted to or not, it is now my favorite. Um, and my, ooh, I have two favorite Bravo labs and they're both kind of controversial. So I'm going to go with Bethany. Bethany Frankel is my favorite. Um, Cause I mean, that was OG. Real Housewives of New York. Okay, great. <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> not jumping into the deep end with the other one. Cause too yeah. controversial this this soon into our BravoCon podcast career. Okay, so if we want to hear the second person, then we have to listen to your podcast, right? Yes. yes. Yep. Okay, love it. And then just uh, what? Give me the name of the podcast so I will link it. What is it? Queen? Wait, what, Queens of BravoCon. Queens of BravoCon, uh, in the Spotify, um, on YouTube, it's Queens of BravoCon. Everything has that Queens of BravoCon ending. We got all the socials. So okay. the snippets you could find on the socials, the long YouTube, it will have the shows and the podcast is on the Spotify or Podbean or, or wherever we get our podcasts. That's right. Or wherever you get your um, and <laughs> weekly episodes. So far, we should be doing one weekly. Yep. Every yeah, Sunday. We will uh, pick up the pace as Bravo announces more and more information. We will whip it up into a frenzy to make sure we, we will. analyze every single word they say. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on and taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. I can't wait to meet you guys in person at RoboCon. If I see you, I'll flag you guys It'll down. It'll be so amazing when everybody gets together. <laughs>
I know. It's like a big family. It's like Disneyland. It is. It's like Super Bowl for, for us. Super Bowl for us. That's a good word. That's it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I'll talk bye. to you soon. See ya. Thanks, AJ. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Bye.